You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Ross on Y. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. We are, um, as Mark sort of loosely mentioned, going to uh, churches together, lunch at one, which means we've um, got to leave and pack up. And so we're not going to be um, very long. Uh, even though there's two of us, um, we're pra- well quiet. <laughs> I am. Um, I can I can say a loud amen. Um, so we are about to start a new series on Luke. Um, Andrew and I have had this on our heart for about oh since the beginning of the year, even this early lo- at the end of last year, and it just hasn't quite um, seemed to be the time but now is and actually every song we've sung this morning and even what Barbara just brought then just just uh wow wow God's great isn't he um so Luke is one of two books in the Bible written by a non-Jew um or anonymous and he was a Greek so we've looked up so his um viewpoint was different and It says, uh, oh yeah, many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness report circling among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I have also decided to write an accurate account for you so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. And isn't it just great to know that as we come over the next few months we are looking at truth that Luke has investigated it all and he's saying this is an accurate truth account um, so we want to use Luke to look at Jesus um, it, it, it's truth he's truth and I read somewhere that is as an eyewitness account he could have talked to him Jesus's mother and his disciples and people that were in the crowds and and so it's reliable and we can just use it to get a glimpse of Jesus all the time and um, yeah it was just every song we sang was just saying that we want to know more and um, I love worship I love Jesus and um, but I just have had this sense that I've, there's more for us to know. There's m- more and more and more, and that's just where our heart is. And so you're coming on the journey with us. God's got it in your heart to just to reveal more of who Jesus is. Um, Isaiah says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Jesus is the way, and we want to walk in him. His way, the way he walked. And we have to look at him to know how he walked, by the way. And so um, that's really our heart as we come into Luke. Um, And then we heard this voice yesterday, this verse um, Peter and John were preaching Jesus' re- resurrection at the beginning of Acts and healing a beggar, and they were hauled before the Sanhedrin, the counselling court, and even there they began preaching. 
And verse 13 in Acts 4 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. Uh, and in another version, Passion, it says, the council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. There's nothing more to say, really, is there? You know? We want to spend time with Jesus. We want him to have an effect on us. We want to listen to his words, hear the truth of his declaration, the things he pronounces. We want to take on his characteristics, mimic his actions and his reactions in our lives. We want people to see us, to hear us, and realize that we've been with Jesus and that he has had an effect on us. Um. It feels like a bit a big expectation of this, but I haven't got to depend on me or the those of us that are preaching. This is what Jesus has placed on our heart. We want, to, we want you to grab that waiting here for you, for him to come so that people will see the effect he has on us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus and even, well, I could quote every song and read out all the lyrics we've sung this morning. But that one song, it's a beautiful name. It's a wonderful name. It's a powerful name. That's what we're fixing our eyes on. That's what we want to have an effect on our lives. We want to be changed as we go out week by week, as we read and meditate on what we hear in the week, because it's not just about that Sunday morning. We want to be changed by him. We want people to know the effect he can have on us. So that's what our intention is over the coming weeks. That as we study Luke, that we want to, what we want to do is fix our eyes on him. Um, I've been listening to a song ever such a lot the last couple of weeks, and it says, "So pull me a little closer, take me a little deeper. I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart." Barbara read that verse. He will come in if we open the door. He's opening the door this morning. He's opening the door to us. And he's saying, I'm going to come in. You said you're waiting for me, and I will come. It says that, you know, he's the finisher of our faith. And um, I think, I don't think I'm overstating it in saying that we've all got some finishing to happen. Um, and that's what will happen. It won't, we won't be the finished product, but we will be a little bit more finished than we were if we just open the door, open ourselves up and look and listen to him. Amen. Um, we say that line, don't we, quite often, that where two or three are gathered together, 
I'm there in the midst. And I just, there's something about being in a big space. And I think that we should just, just be quiet for a minute. Because Jesus is here. Because he's at the door. And I just want to give us an opportunity individually. As a church, we've done that. But individually, he's at the door. And there's an invitation. But the handle's on the inside. And we've got to open the door. You know, I believe that he is close enough as we just wait on him for a second. He wants to speak to you and he wants to bring that invitation. Let me in to you. And I believe as we wait on him, you know, I think it's possible for us to feel his breath on our faces. He's that close. Let's just have a moment of quiet. Let's just respond to that invitation. Come on, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, I will open the door and come in. Isn't that a great mummy? Respond is immediate. You know, nobody is excluded, but we're all included in this. Um, I just feel a bit wrecked this morning. Um, I just think the Holy Spirit has been moving in the worship, and you know, Jesus is close. We couldn't have planned that any better. Those songs this morning, because we just have that sense that actually Jesus is saying, "I want you to fall in love with me." And if you hadn't known that and haven't felt that for a long time, then I think we're coming into a really thin space of he's coming close. And he always comes. He's always here. We were on holiday um, last year, um, one of the Canary Islands. And uh, there was a walk to to a lighthouse, uh, which I, I did a couple of times. And the sea was really close, and it was just a tiny little cliff, and you could just walk down it and go into the sea. The footpath was no further than, I don't know, four or five feet from the sea. And it was a great space to get in and do some snorkeling. But it was just struck me as this, as I was snorkeling, it was just this other world, this other kingdom. It was just amazing. The colors, the fish, the water, it was just the most beautiful thing in the whole world. And yet people four or five yards away walking along the cliff just had no sense, no knowledge that they were so close to something that was just so beautiful and amazing, walking unawares. And I just believe that the Lord is drawing close. And he says, and as he said to the disciples, come with me, come and see Come and see me. Come and see how I live. Come and see what I do. And that's the invitation before us. We'll never be the same again. I really believe that. I said to Karis, I'm just really, really looking forward to reading the red bits in our Bible. You know, as church and in church life, we, we listen to so much. And we spend a lot of time in the letters and all that. But actually, what does Jesus actually say? How does he live? What does he do? Because that is the model 
that is the life that we're being drawn to. How did he cope with all of that stuff? How in three years can you change the world? So we need to look at his practices and we need to look at what he was doing. And we just need to focus on him. Because one of the things that I forget so often is that, again, on holiday this year, I had another experience, which is a bit, this sounds a bit weird. Um, but um, we went to a place where there's a bay and you could swim across the bay and it was about half a mile. But it was quite choppy in the middle, so it was quite hard work. But when you got to the other side, I thought, I'll just have a rest before I swim back. And I went up onto the beach and this guy walked. This is really weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> this guy walked towards me and I thought, oh my goodness, it's Jesus. I've never had that experience before. And it, it wasn't Jesus. <laughs> You'd be surprised to know. But it was just, but I felt him say to me, you know, I'm real, don't you? I'm a real person. I'm really here. I'm really with you. I really walked. I'm real. It was just weird. But I just believe that Jesus wants to introduce himself again. And not only does he come, but it's everything that he brings with him. His authority, his power, but it's also his love and his sacrifice and his lifestyle and what he calls us to. That's what's coming our way. Um, somebody, I was in a church uh, a little way that, there was a, a child that had been ill and the whole church was called to pray for this child. And it wasn't a great outcome. The child died, but everyone had a lot of faith. But what the guy said was this, was that I know if Jesus was in the room, she wouldn't have died. And I think we're being called to a radical lifestyle Radical faith, something that impacts our complete lives and the way that we live. Because it's Church of Laodicea. There's no, either all this is true or we're wasting our time. So there's no point being lukewarm. There's no point dipping your toes in. We've got to be all in. But we can't do that on our own. We can only do that together. And we can only do that with the Holy Spirit. So as we look at this passage of Luke, the thing about Luke was Luke was, you know, he, he was an outsider. He was, he wasn't a Jew. He knew what it was like to be outside. And so all within the whole book of Luke, it's all about people that are on the outside, people that are on the edges. We're doing the thing with um, venture, weren't we? saying the same thing a few weeks ago. It's the people on the margins. That's the people we're reaching. You know, it's on the margins of mental health. It's on the margins of poverty. It's on the margins of stress and anxiety and depression. And we're all here. We've all been there in different places. And God is calling us to that. can stay in the boat, be nice and safe, or we can get out of the boat and we can walk towards Jesus.
<laughs> it's a loud old man. <laughs> but guys, we're really excited about this. We really believe um, that God is out, that the Lord Jesus is out to change us, that he is beckoning us with a love letter over these next months. And so I just really encourage you, just read Luke. You know, read the God, read the gospel, read Luke, but read the gospels. Read about Jesus because he wants to speak to us. He wants to change us. I'll pray. Yeah. Oh Lord, I thank you. It says in your word that you are placing an open door before us. I thank you that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you prompt us, that you speak to us. Lord, we just pray that we would be ready. We want to be fallow fields, ready to receive all the seed that you plant within us. And we want to grow. We want to grow towards you. We want to grow like you. We want to be like you. We want to be your hands and feet. We don't want to tread water. We don't want to just waste time. But Lord, we want to get to grips with you. We want to run with you. We want to um, max out on all the potential that you set before us. More than anything, Lord, we just are desperate for your heart. We sing that song, Break My Heart from what breaks yours. Lord, we believe that you've given us a new heart. You've given us, it says, a heart of flesh. And so, Lord, we want that heart to start beating in rhythm, in tune with your love and with your grace. Lord, help us, show us what that means in our everyday when we're interacting with family, when we're interacting together, when we're in, at work, when we're at college, when we're wherever we go. We want to shine and we want people to see you in us. Thank you that Christ in us is the hope of glory. Lord, I pray that you would expand our hearts, that we would love like you do. The three things remain. Faith, that's really important. Hope is really helpful. But love, there's nothing stronger, there's nothing more powerful than love. With love, you can change the world. Oh, Lord, we thank you. So, Lord, we just say, look, Lord, we want to pull that door open from the inside and we just give you permission and we say Lord come in please come in we don't want to waste time but we want to be at your feet we need you in the room we need you for ourselves we need you for our family we need you for our town we need you for the other churches in the town we need you for our nation we need you for the world. And we thank you that your authority, your power is enough for the world. 
Oh, Lord, we thank you that the future is really good for us. We thank you that we're going to get to spend eternity with you. But, Lord, even better than that, we get to walk with you today and tomorrow and the day after. That's so exciting.